strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi, Hollywood, Hollywood, and Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Is there ever a bad time to draw a parallel, Ron Wolfley? No. This might be accurate, it might not. Only time will tell. But I put it to you, Ron Wolfley, do you remember... When Aaron Rodgers famously spelled out a word, five letters, not four. I believe, Paul, it was relax. Thanks for killing the entire story that I was building to. Oh, sorry, Paul. The cheeseheads, look at the (laughs) script next time. The cheeseheads. This is so tough working with this guy. It's unbelievable. Oh, my goodness, Paulie. Just get to it. Do you remember how the cheeseheads were panicking? The year was 2014. It was September. Because do you know the Packers' record at the time? Oh, by the way. I don't. Mr. Know-it-all, it it was one and two. Okay, one and two. (laughs) It was after three games. Not only was Green Bay losing, they looked lackluster. I mean, what's wrong with the offense? Everyone was screaming in Wisconsin, right? Skansen, 28th in total yards. Rodgers with the lowest completion percentage of his career. Failed to throw for 200 yards in two of the three games. It was bad ball. Where Rodgers, in the last game, had just missed on a big fourth down play that would have changed the game. Does any of this sound somewhat (laughs) familiar? I know where you're going on this one, Paulie, right now, but... I don't know if the same shoe fits, metaphorically speaking. Like I said, it may or may not be accurate. I I leave that up to you. All I can do is present the evidence for consideration. I throw it out there because, let's see, one, two, three, four MVPs. Now Aaron Rodgers has one. And by the way, it also says in this story, because I Googled it up from 2014, he had just started dating actress Olivia Munn. So maybe that was the problem. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, my goodness, Paul. You're all over this Entertainment Tonight thing. I don't know what it is. You're on this E.T. kick or something. Well, funny you say that because who's our guest tonight? Hollywood. (laughs) Hollywood. Marquise Hollywood Brown. It's the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Paul Calvisi here doing the research. Ron Wolfley there just dismissing everything as usual. Oh, my goodness, Paulie. I just set up the show on a T for you right there with the Hollywood Brown. Did I not with the E.T.? Of course, Paul. Yeah. All right. So where do you start? Forget the show. Where do you start with this team because, yes, the Arizona Cardinals are 1-2. and two. Yes, the offensive numbers are not kind. And now they go in to play a Carolina team. They haven't beaten since the 2008 playoffs, including losses each of the last three years, six in a row total. They're 0-2 against Matt Rule. What says you, Ron yeah, Wolfley? You know, the big thing, Paulie, for me right away is obviously what has happened with Hurricane Ian and the fact that all this rain, it's a 100% chance to rain all day. On Friday, Saturday's like 70%. 
and and Sunday is around 65%. Bring your slicker, Paul, okay, because you're going to get dumped on. I got a feeling. And if, in fact, it is wet, Paulie, you got to be able to run the ball. This is something we're going to be doing an awful lot of talking about over the next hour, of course. You got to be able to run the ball. And I'm hoping that the Arizona Cardinals will come out in 12 personnel and they will move Kyler Murray around. They'll put him in the gun. They'll put him in the pistol. They'll put him under center. They don't have to do it 40 times a game. But I just want to see this this offense evolve a little bit. And maybe the the weather conditions will be so bad they'll be forced to. And maybe that will benefit them in the long run. Well, are you referring uh, in a roundabout fashion to the fact that Kyler Murray just threw 58 passes, a career high, in a game? So, yeah, look, uh, Cliff Kingsbury knows. He knows something's got to change. In fact, here he is uh, yesterday meeting the media, just sort of giving a state of the offense, state of the team at one and two. It's not just a couple plays. I think it's, you know, foundationally, you know, from from just what we're all doing right now, it's not good enough. Um, obviously, there are a couple plays where we would love to have back reads that I would, you know, every game quarterback's going to have reads they want to take back. Um, but the plays, you know, that are there to be made, the crucial plays that are there to be made, we got to make those plays. And there, there were some crucial plays in that game where, you know, we could have made a difference. Right now, we're just, we're, we're all kind of, you know, we're all not doing our job as good as we should. Speaking of reads we didn't make, I wrote down K2 instead of K1. That was obviously Kyler Murray talking about the state of the offense. Yeah, he's talking about the state of the offense, and Kyler Murray's right in the middle of it. I I can tell you, Paulie, this is just my observation right here. You may disagree with me, but I, I think, at least when you talk about the offensive side of the football and probably the whole team, I honestly think Kyler Murray's played the most consistent of of all players in these three games that he's been out here. I, I don't think they've lost games because Kyler Murray uh, played poorly. I Can he play better? You better believe he can play better, and he must play better. There's no doubt about that. But he needs some help, and that means the offensive line has got to protect a little bit better, and that means you can help the offensive line, I think, by running the ball a little bit more, being a little bit more balanced, being a little bit more predictable. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say predictable put them under center we all know exactly what happens and the limitations that happen to an offense when you put a quarterback under center and that's what I think is the message for every offensive lineman on the ball at that point in time when you put them under center what you're saying is you gotta whip your man you gotta do your job and if you don't the play's probably not gonna work well, when it comes to the slow starts, I think everybody's culpable. And by everybody, I, I mean both sides of the ball. I mean, the slow starts, how about the Cardinals' defense has allowed three straight scoring drives to open all three games? So it's both sides of the ball, and Kyler included. He didn't run the ball through the first three quarters. Is that on him? Is that on the play calling? Is it on the play design? I'm not exactly certain. You know, when it's third and two on your first possession and you're testing you know, the best corner in the game in Jalen Ramsey with A.J. Green when uh, you need two yards and it looked like you had receivers to the other side who had 10 yards of cushion, you easily could have just flipped it too quickly. So I don't know exactly how he's grading out. I agree there are bigger problems than the quarterback right now. Um, as Cliff Kingsbury and all coaches like to say, a win solves virtually everything. And, and here's Cliff Kingsbury talking to the media this week and just talking about, look, they're a game away from 500. 
I'm on to Carolina. I know what we've been through um, to this point and, and where it can go. And if we can get a two and two uh, in the first month, um, despite everything we've had going on, I think it, it put us in a good spot. And um, we want to get better in a hurry. And Carolina's had our number. It's going to be a, a tough game. We understand that. But um, that, that's our focus is just continuing to improve. And like I said, trying to uh, play a game where we're not chasing the entire time. Man, Paulie, seriously, if they could somehow, some way get to two and two, imagine that, Paul. That here you've played um, eight halves and you're one in seven right now in those eight halves. And somehow, some way, if they could win this game, play these two halves that are coming up, play them well and win this game. Paulie, can you imagine if they're two and two? If that is a possibility, knowing how poorly they've played as a team collectively. Sometimes the defense actually look good on one possession. Sometimes the offense actually look good on one possession. Rarely do the special teams always look good. But man, if you could put it all together somehow, some way at two and two, I'll take that all day as opposed to one and three. Because that first half against the Rams certainly was not it. 14 yards rushing by the no. Cardinals in the first half. They had five drops. It's more than any team had it in a full game. You know, I mean, you had, you know, again, the defense that was discombobulated at times, giving up chunk plays, yes. the alignment and assignment against Sean McVay. Uh, obviously, they had their way early in the game. So there's a lot to correct. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and we're going to talk to Hollywood Brown about all of the above, including his 14 grabs for a buck 40. Hey, it's episode 43 of the Dave Pash podcast featuring NFL and Fox top analyst Greg Olson. Available wherever you get your podcasts and follow along on Twitter at PashPod. Marquise Hollywood Brown, welcome to the AZ. He is next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Murray back to pass. Wide receiver screen to the left. Caught on the far side of the 45 at the 40. Loose is Brown to the 35. And out of bounds on the far side. They spot him out inside the 30 at the 27. That's a gain of 20. Marquise Brown by far his best game. I know what he's capable of. I know what he's going to do. Oh, he's got 14 balls today. Uh, good things happen when you get the ball to you know, the guys that make plays. And, um, you know, he, he made plays today. That is Kyler on Hollywood Brown. Number one to number two. The one-two punch, Ron Wolfley. We still say at Calvisi Consulting we coined that, but we lost out to Cardinals Twitter. Okay. It's all right. You know, you can't win them all. Cardinals didn't win the Rams game. Okay. But if you saw Hollywood Brown mic'd up on azcardinals.com, you saw some of that video, you heard some of the audio, anytime you can frustrate Jalen Ramsey, you know, there's, that's, a, that's a little win right there. A little bit. A little bit. Is there a play, and we're going to talk with Hollywood Brown here on this very special edition of the Big Red Rage brought to you by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. And before yours truly and Ron Wolfley say hello, I'd just like to know right off the top, Marquise, is there a play where Jalen Ramsey does not talk? I mean, that guy just talks <laughs> nonstop, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know him personally, so okay. Uh, he wasn't talking like nothing crazy, but he he's a competitor, so he used that as, you know, as a tactic for him, you know, to get in his uh, opponent's head so Marquise like I don't want to get too personal here but I mean like you and Jalen you guys have hung out yeah I mean yeah yeah off season you know I go to his events his charity events Uh, you know we was under the same uh, you know financial advisors so you know, we we pretty we pretty cool. Hmm. Does that ever work? I mean, cornerbacks just talking and talking and trying <laughs> to play the mental warfare. Does that ever work against a receiver? 
I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not on that side of the ball to, to know. I mean, it never affected me, but, I mean, it works for him. You know, he, he has been having a pretty good career. So <laughs> he's, he, he's doing something right. That's right. How about you, though, Hollywood? Uh, do, do you talk? Do you enjoy talking during a game? Do you like to yap it up with somebody? Nah, I don't talk. I pretty much just, you know, I, I'll probably laugh. Uh, just kind of <laughs> like, I'll probably just... I got too much respect for the game to just go out there, you know, just trash talking. I, I just I like to play. That. Well, you heard Kyler, what he had to say about your game against the Rams, a career high, 14 catches on 17 targets, a buck 40 through the air, and you got a team best grade from Pro Football Focus for what it's worth, a 76.6. Um, and you also played 79 out of the 83 offensive snaps. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, it, it looks like you're pretty comfortable in this Cardinals offense right now. How does it feel? Uh, I mean, if, I feel like, you know, like you said, those 79 snaps, I got to keep, you know, working my legs to get stronger, uh, to, you know, be able to run fast all game. Uh, but it, I, I'm feeling like I'm getting acclimated week in and week out. Um, I just want to, you know, turn it into some wins. I mean, whatever they ask me to do, I'm ready to do it. So we're just trying to get in that win column. Do you feel like the chemistry is getting better with you and Kyler right now? Uh, definitely. Um, like some some of the stuff, you know, I just I we dialed in on. Uh, kind of, it just reminds me back of our days at OU. It's kind of like, all right, I I know I know what's going on here. We we looking at the same stuff, and that's good to have, you know, early in the season, you know, uh, for going forward for us. Marquise, is there a play, uh, an example this year where you and Kyler worked that chemistry in a game? Is there one you could just point out? that you guys were on the same page and it actually worked in one of these first three games? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of them. I mean, the the touchdown play from Kansas City, uh, we saw zero. He kind of looked at me, and, I, you know, I had like a corner route, but I didn't run it like a traditional corner route because we knew he had zero. I knew he had a man free on him for a blitz, so I knew he was going to put it up fast, and so I just kind of ran to the pylon or like this last game. Uh, I think I was in like a tight split. Um, cornerback like 12 yards off. I suppose I had to go. I kind of like willed it, looked back at him. He right on time, back shoulder like that was the play. So it's just stuff like that is just like you, you can't you can't Whoa. teach it. That's impressive. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, our, our guest. I mean, that you've achieved that through three games so far. It's interesting because there was a route chart that was put online where most of your routes were to the left side. Mm-hmm. And Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that and said, yeah, it's a process that he envisions maximizing how he's going to use you in different ways as the season evolves. I mean, how, how much more do you expect your role or, or your responsibilities to grow, you think? Uh, I mean... I, I trust Cliff, and you know, I know he's gonna put me in the best position to succeed. So you know, for me, this is my first time playing on the left. So just to go out there and you know get comfortable on that side when he does move me, you know, around, and when I'm on the right side, you know, I feel as comfortable because that's where I've been playing that. So I feel like you know he has a plan together, and when we get our guys back. You know, I, I trust that he's going to uh, do the right thing. And Wolf, remember what Hollywood told us after the game? Didn't Kyler check in to the deep shot? Yeah, yeah, he checked into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's yeah, Paulie. It's yeah. very, very cool. But so I just want to be clear on this: Would you like to be moved around more, or do you prefer to be lined up to the left of Kyler? 
Uh yeah, I feel like I could I could play left, right, slot. You know, I come out of the backfield. Whatever whatever needed to be done to get that dub, I'm willing to do it. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure he he he's gonna get creative and, and you know get us going. And with the injuries, you probably are going to be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost the entirety yeah. of this game, right? So, uh, how do you guys, speaking of maximizing, how do you guys maximize this passing attack and get more of a downfield passing attack? Because you know the stats mm-hmm. and the yards per pass completion aren't exactly where the Cardinals want it right now. I think it's about execution. I mean, if you look at the games, you know, the the stats don't really tell the full story. We've been down. So when you're down and playing from behind, the defense kind of dictates what what you got to do. I mean, they know we're passing the ball. So it's like if I'm a defense, I'm up. I'm not going to let them throw it deep and get back in the game. So that's kind of been why we've been just taking what they give us and not listening to the outside noises about deep shots and all that. And this, we like, let the game come to us. It's like, you know, in basketball, take those tools, take those tools, you know, Mm -hmm. then the three will come. How is this offense developing right now? Um, And how much more do you see it improving as the season goes along? Uh, I feel like I, I can envision it improving a lot. I mean, for me, uh, you know, with all these injuries, for me to go out there and, you know, kind of show my skill set. And, you know, when guys start to come back, you know, these guys been here. they comfortable in the offense already. So I feel like we'll all be able to complement each other once everybody's fully back healthy. You know, you sound like basically everyone in the locker room. There, there might be some noise out there, right? And maybe even some panic, dare I say panic, from Cardinals fans. But not in the locker room. Yeah. You guys, I mean, I think, I don't know, talking to guys, they immediately cite how what? There's a couple of undefeated teams. There's a couple of winless teams. And then everyone else is bunched at one or two wins. And there's still 14 games to play. Yeah, There just seems to be that calm in that locker room. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, we got guys that that's done been through things. I mean, I wasn't here last year, but they were saying, like, you know, they started off hot and, you know, end up, you know, going on a losing streak. I done been on teams where we started off losing when I was with the Ravens, and I think we went on like 12 straight. So it's like I just been telling telling the guys, like, it really don't matter. I mean, you go one week at a time. At the end of the day, you don't look up until it's at the end. Hollywood, do you you see your role changing at all when D-Hop gets back? Um no, I mean I don't practice with him when, when he when he was here. I feel like it just it'll help everybody. I mean, with a name like D Hop out there, defense got to respect it. So wherever we moved around that, I feel like I'm able to complement his game. He able to come in mine, Rondell Moore, uh, you know, Dorch coming alive, and we got Ertz. So I'm really I'm really excited for when when those guys come back. You had a pro bowler in Mark Andrews, but that's a tight end. I mean, to have an all-pro receiver yeah. actually break the huddle with you, that's got to trickle down in terms of, of what opportunities you might get. Definitely. Um, I'm excited. I mean, you know, he's he's on us about, you know, making plays, you know, even when he's not here. So just to know he's going to be out there giving it all. You know, we're competitive, so we're going to go out there and, you know, we're trying to make our plays, and I feel like we'll all just gel, gel nicely. You know, Hollywood, I love watching you play. Um, I think you go about your business in the right way here. But is there an area of your game you need to improve? You think you need to improve? And if so, what would that be? I think I want to continue to improve on everything, but I definitely want, 
you know, big plays. You know, if it, if the if the deep shot's not there, I want to be able to take a screen 50 yards. I want to be able to take a slant to the house. And, you know, I've been close, but, you know, I want to actually finish it and, you know, get in the end zone on some long runs. So, so far this season, the one-two punch in terms of receivers has been Hollywood Brown and Greg Dortch. <laughs> and we were talking to Greg Dortch earlier this season, in fact, at his locker, and he revealed a little factoid from early in your guys' careers, coming out of college, going into the NFL, the draft process, the combine, and here's Greg Dortch. I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of like hype, but I was like, dang, they pair me with uh, Marquise Brown because I didn't know him at the time. You just hear about him on the TV, you see him on the TV, him in a uh, K one. Yep. And I'm like, okay, Hollywood Brown, like we're coming out together. <laughs> like, this is basically my competition, but now we're roommates, so like let me get to know this guy. And he was cool, man. It was it was really cool. We had a lot of things in common. He's not a big guy either. No. Nope. But no. He just plays with that swag, man. He's from Florida. He's very confident in himself. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like I play the same way too, so we kinda could relate to that. So that was from the Big Red Rage, and that was on having you as a roommate yeah. at the Combine. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it, and, and you, you could tell his respect for your game, because there he was coming from what, Wake Forest? Yes, yes. And, you know, and you're on TV and in Rose Bowls and so forth, yeah. so he was a little intimidated to start. And it's crazy, because I knew of him. You know, I'm, I'm a student of the game, so I study all the series. I knew about him coming out, you know, uh, coming out of Wake Forest, and I knew he was, he was a ball player. So when I got here and he was here, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. I know what I got in Greg <laughs> Dorch, you know. I know what I got in <laughs> Did you did you play video games at all? Did you have the opportunity? You to know, do it's that? at the combine, nah. But neither one of us participated. I mean, I had a list, Frank, and he had like a wrist injury, and he was just talking about his <laughs> wrist injury and how he not able to, uh, you know, showcase what he can do. And I was just telling me like, don't stress it, man. Like, you put it on tape. You know, I watched the tape, and you, you, to me, you one of the top receivers uh, in this class, and that's what I was telling them. So seriously, glad. you had watched his tape. Yeah, I watched the tape. Yeah, <laughs> I watched everybody. I watched everybody tape. All right, so Hollywood Brown is our guest. Speaking of other receivers and injuries, Rondell Moore mm-hmm. proclaimed himself today to be ready to go. In fact, he had a pretty short and intense media session. Let me tell you, if everyone's as intense as Rondell Moore on game day, this team's going to be good to go because <laughs> he wasn't really uh, all that interested in engaging the media and in-depth yeah. answers. Put it that way. What have you seen out of Rondell this week? Uh, I, I, he's ready to go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> he's ready to go. I'm excited for him. Um, you know, he gets a new, he gets a you know bigger role than what he had last year, and he's ready to showcase what he can do. And we're excited, you know, to see him play. You know, I know that you're ready to showcase your video game skills when any, whenever anybody will watch. Uh, yeah. This is the reason why I was I was asking you um, before we actually went on air here. What is the best video game out there right now? What do you think is the best video game out there? Uh, see, I'm a, I'm a gamer, so I can't really say a best game because it's, it's so many avenues of games. <laughs> I mean, you got shooting games, sports games, you know, RPGs. You got all type of games, so... It's really your preference. All right, what's in your wheelhouse? What What's your go-to? If someone's uh, going to challenge you. My lineup you that, right yeah. now is Madden, 2K, Call of Duty, Rainbow, and FIFA. Mm. My five games right now. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. The Call of Duty. Yeah. Why do you love the Call of Duty, man? Uh, man, it's, it's nothing like it. I mean, you know, you get the guys together and you, you hop in that war zone lobby. And, you know, <laughs> especially, especially being an athlete. 
And, you know, you, these guys, they got hours playing the game. You know, me and, me and K1 and guys, we, we don't play for that long. So when we get on there and really win and dominate, it's, it's like, satisfying to know, like, you know, we just that good. <laughs> hey, K1 has his FaZe Clan connection, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you ever get any tips from those guys? Uh, how, how does that work? That whole, I mean, his association with FaZe Clan. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been playing with K1 before the FaZe. I'm better than K1 in video games. <laughs> no doubt. So it's Hello. Not, it's not that he really can can, can, oh. can teach me, okay. but you know we go at it. Speaking of Call of Duty, shots fired right there on that one. Okay, Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who talks the most trash in the locker room though about their video game playing ability? Who's the biggest talker when it comes to video games? Uh, it's between K1 and Tweezy and me. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. So you don't talk. Wait a minute. You don't talk on the field, but you. Oh uh, yeah, talk video games. We're talking. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know it's crazy. Yeah. We're all good in video games. Yeah. And, 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 like, we always on the same team, but we always <laughs> talking trash to each other. It's funny. Yeah. All right. More with Marquise Hollywood Brown as we continue the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Mayfield to throw it. Pumps it. Guns it over the middle and caught by Hollywood Brown. Still running. Hollywood Brown. Once he turns on the Jets, it was over. That dude can fly. Play fake. Far side. Caught. Brown. Running. Hollywood. Brown. Knocked out of play. Mayfield. Winds up. Down the field. Hollywood! Touchdown! Suitors! 77 yards! Who is this kid? Where'd he come from? He was a junior college transfer from the College of the Canyons. That's where he came from, but he originated out of Hollywood, Florida. And hence the nickname, Joel Klatt with a great Gus Johnson on the call. True or false, Gus Johnson is responsible for your nickname. True, true. And was it just organic during that game? Was that the Oklahoma State game? Yeah, I mean, he first called me, they called it the Kansas State game. Uh, I kind of didn't play first half, got in halftime. I was going off, and he was like, Hollywood Brown. And he was calling me that. And, you know, guys started calling me out around the locker room. Then that Oklahoma State game was, you know, national televised game. And, you know, I broke the school record. He was calling me that. And then it just kind of everybody called me that from there on. Marquise, when did you know? When did you know you were faster than everybody else around you? <laughs> when, when did you know this? Uh, I, I kind of knew it early. I mean, I started playing football when I was six, and I was, that was my bread and butter, uh, fast. And, you know, I got the nickname Jet from my little league coaches, <laughs> and that's been, like, my name all the way up until people started calling me Hollywood. And, you know, all my friends back at home still call me Jet, but from a young and I knew, you know, I was pretty fast. Well, that game, you had nine grabs, 265 yards receiving, yeah. and a touchdown. Two touchdowns, actually, in that one. Then, So, yeah, some school record numbers and uh, worthy of another nickname. Do you, ever, do you ever long for the days where your speed takes someone by surprise? With all the scouting in the film, I mean, yeah. that must have been a, such a gratifying feeling back when you would take someone by surprise with the speed, and I'm guessing that doesn't happen a whole bunch anymore. No, nah, that's when you, uh, you know, credit to Coach Riley and my receiver coach. They really honed in and told me, you know, 
you know, your speed is good, but you got to become a complete receiver if you want to, you know, sustain and play this game for a long time. And so, like, going into my last year at OU, that's when I really started studying the wide receiver position to make sure, you know, I can't just be a speed guy. You know, guys can sit back mm-hmm. and just play deep. So you got to be able to take a slant to the crib. You got to be able to run in the middle, digs, curls, and that's kind of been, like, you know, that's that's been my thing thing for a few years now. What are your thoughts, Marquise, in regard to playing in Charlotte, of course, after Hurricane Ian and all the devastation? Uh, I'll prayers out to, you know, the families affected. I mean, you know, I got family in Florida. Uh, you know, they've been preparing for the hurricane, and, you know, uh, it's been rough in some places. Uh, so just to go out there in, in Charlotte and just – be some entertainers and, you know, mm-hmm. get them away from what they're really going through and try to, you know, put on a show for them. Mm-hmm. It's true. Sports at its best. Entertainment is an escape for a lot of people, right? Yeah, you give yeah. them three hours of, of entertainment, get their minds off off, off reality. Uh, and then there's the reality you're going against Baker Mayfield, who yeah. you know really well. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, and we'll get into that a little bit. So you, you give us – I mean, I can walk around and ask defenders about Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and this team played him last year in Cleveland. But what do you know about Baker? I know Bake is a competitor. Uh, I love Bake, man. Like he's he's a great friend. He's a great person, and uh, you know I'm excited for him with this new opportunity. You know what I mean? I hope we we we, we uh you know sack him, catch some interceptions, <laughs> but uh, I, I hope he has a great year. I mean I'm proud of Bake. You know just the the person he's come, what he had to persevere, but he's a competitor. I know we're gonna get his all. You know he, he gonna want to beat K one, so. No, you're gonna come out ready to play. I was just gonna say that right there too, because he's, you're all friends. You're, yeah. you're you're all buds, man. I mean, does that ever get difficult at all? Uh, you know, you Baker and Kyler, and can you compare and contrast Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield? Uh, they if you did one of those diagrams with the two circles, they're both on the outside, like they're on their own two things. <laughs> I think the only thing they got the same is you know how bad they want to win. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that because I just found this quote. This was Baker last year going into the Cleveland game, Cardinals and Browns, right? And he was asked about Kyler, and he, and, and Baker said, and I quote, "You know what? He might show it differently, but behind closed doors, Kyler is quite the trash talker. Don't let him fool you." Yeah. So, <laughs> and those two, especially like when you and Kyler were on the scout team, yeah, right. I mean, it got really competitive in Oklahoma yeah. practice, didn't it? Yeah, we used to kill them. We used to kill them. <laughs> we like this should be our team right now. This should, we should be out there. <laughs> and Baker must have. I mean, seriously, he must have looked over his shoulder a little bit when you guys were tearing up on scout team, and I'm guessing that fueled him a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he wanted to leave no doubt. You know, that was his team, and it was. It was his team. He led, led us, and he won the Heisman. And, you know, Kyler came back, and he won the Heisman. So they were very competitive. Is, is there one thing, Marquise, that people need to know about Baker Mayfield? <laughs> one thing that they might not know right now? Uh, I, I think they need to know, like, he's a team player. Like, it's a, it's a narrative out there about him. Like, he's selfish or he's, you know – I feel like Baker's one of the greatest players I ever played with as far as, you know, he helped me become 
you know, he brought something out of me that I didn't know I had in me, you know, mm-hmm. when I was at Oklahoma. You know, I was down, I wasn't playing, and he was one of the one of the players that, you know, brought it out of me. So, you know, to this day, you know, I, I, I think big. I love big. Mm-hmm. And, and there, Baker Mayfield's last year, he was throwing you a touchdown in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And, and, and when you went to Pasadena, uh, a lot of stories were done about how you went the junior college route from Florida to Southern California. Mm-hmm. And while you were at junior college, because there's no scholarships in California for JUCO, yeah. you had to work your way through school. And where? Where did you work? Tell everyone. Uh, worked at Six Flags, Magic Mountain. <laughs> the amusement park. Yes, yes. First job right there. Okay, and then and you sort of worked your way up. If I saw the quotes in the story, where did you start and then where did you end up? What was your job in particular? I uh, started off as a, on the kids, like operator. Op, I was op, uh, <laughs> a rod kid, operator. Kids ride? Okay. Yes, yeah, so I started off in a merry-go-round, all that. <laughs> Till I got, you know, pulled up to the full throttle, you know, the big rod, uh, one of the largest, you know, hoops in the world, fastest hoop or whatever. So I got upgraded to that. So are you talking about like a roller coaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what was your little ploy? What did you do to people? You you had a little countdown. How did that work? Yeah, yeah. I used to do mess with people, like count them down. Three, two, one. Oh, wait, I think I think someone buckled or something. And they'll look and I'll press the button. And <laughs> and go on. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. That's funny because, Wolf, you might remember uh, there was recently, it was a couple years ago, we had Cliff Kingsbury on the podcast. And, and Marquise, you have something in common with your head coach, right? Okay, working at theme parks. Yeah, really. As a young man, as we flash back to 2019, yours truly, Lisa Matthews, with Cliff Kingsbury, talking about what he did one summer for a job. My first job, I worked at this water park called Schlitterbahn. It's the biggest water park in the country in my hometown. Okay. And it was trash pickup. I had my choice between being a lifeguard <laughs> or trash lifeguard pickup. Or? Right. <laughs> trash pickup, you could be mobile and walk around and meet girls. And, and as a lifeguard, they just floated by you. So, so how old were you? I was 15. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. job, meet so, girls. <laughs> so wait a minute. Is, isn't it easier, though, the uh, the job description of a lifeguard? The, and maybe You, you know, would think, but the trash you pickup, know. you could kind of yeah. duck out. <laughs> you were on your own for pretty much most of the day so it was it was the way to go coach cliff always has a game plan (laughs) he had a game plan yeah that was that was that's interesting there i mean how often do you think back of your humble beginnings and and how what you've made out of yourself and just sort of maybe look around and go wow it's been quite a journey and i know you have a long way to go you're still really young in your nfl career but i mean to go from a to b to where you are now it's taken a lot of hard work hasn't it Yes, uh, I just thank God every day. I mean, I walk around, try to keep a smile on my face, keep everybody positive because, you know, I, I look around when I see a guy like Greg Dorch, you know, and I see the position I am. When we came in the combine, I'm like, that could have been me or any situation could have been me. You know, I couldn't have been in this spot right now, even with the talent that I have. I know plenty of guys with the talent. It's just some stuff, you know, God, God has a plan for it. So I just come out and I'm thankful. Uh, and I just try to bring that, bring that light and positive, to, you know, to the team. Yeah, and you do that, man. You really do, Marquise. It's one of the things I love about you the most. How, how might the weather change this offense going forward? How might the weather impact how you guys play on Sunday? Uh, I, don't, I don't think the weather is going to impact. I mean, we want to be a Super Bowl team. We, we don't care what we play in, to be honest. Cold, mm-hmm. heat, sleet, whatever we got to do, we got to win. What are you going to see in Carolina's secondary? You got what, Dante Jackson, C.J. Henderson? 
and yeah, Horn, J.C. Horn. And J.C. Horn. That's a pretty good yeah. group of corners. Yeah, I think personally this is going to be the best group uh, secondary that we're going to face. So, we, uh, you know, we got a task in front of us. Yeah, how do they look on tape? Because I, I agree with you. I think the strength of their team might mm-hmm. actually be their secondary and their pass defense. Uh, they look good. Uh, the whole defense, you know, they swarm around to the ball. They play hard. They play together. Um, and, you know, they, they, they're sound. So, for us, it's going to come down to execution. Got to execute what, we, what, what our job is and, you know. I asked James Conner earlier today, Kyler said after the game about that first quarter and the Cardinals have yet to score a point in the first quarter in three games, he called it, quote, bad ball. Yeah. What does that mean? How do you define that? What can't you guys let happen again? You can't You can't just miss a block. You can't miss a read. can't miss a catch. You, you got to be one one team, you know, all 11, play for each other, block your man, have one one person out of each 11 do their job, that's called execution. And if we execute, that's how points points get on the board. So, Marquise, when, when conditions are wet and it looks like, man, it's supposed to rain 100% um, all day Friday and then I think a 90% chance of rain on Saturday, it's going to taper off a little bit more by Sunday. But the conditions, it's just going to be super, super wet, and especially if it rains during the game. Who is the advantage in that situation, you or the defender? Um, I feel like we both at I mean, probably for the defender because they're not trying to catch the ball anyway. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> both, trying to I look at it, both teams have to deal with it. You know, I kind of look – like, it's an offensive game, so I look at the other offense. All right, their receivers got to deal with it. Their offense got to deal with it, so we got to yeah. deal with it. Uh, they got to throw the ball. We have to throw the ball. If they're going, we got to run the ball. They have to run the ball. So, it's it's kind of that's how I look at it. I never really look at you know what the defense got to do. I look at the opposing offense. Hey, they did put in field turf, so maybe just maybe you know yeah. the field might have more traction than you yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You know, maybe you get a jet sweep here or something like that <laughs> here and there. Here's a question for you: If you want to know about a corner, ask a receiver. We're expecting to see Trayvon Mullen play in the secondary what have you seen out of the Cardinals newest corner when you've been out on the field uh he's very he he has the knowledge for sure and he's long uh he, he got great hips and I played against him last year when he was at the Raiders and he's he's pretty good I mean a 6-2 corner yeah that's it, that's interesting right yeah, definitely. you don't see that too often when a guy comes up on you like that yeah just his presence alone you know, yeah. as a quarterback you look out there and you see a 6-2 guy you know, that kind of throw your timing off because you want to make sure, you know, he's not in that spot where you think he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Marquise, look at October looms, man. Do you get into Halloween at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, How so? I'm in the uh, dressing up, uh, taking the kids trick-or-treating, so. Nice. Well, what you had that dress up as. What are you going to be this year? You know? uh, not sure. Uh, not sure. Waiting. Waiting to. You know, I let my girl figure all that out. <laughs> you could do the whole Great Gatsby thing again. You know, I know you did that recently at the birthday party. But yeah, yeah. You that know, was nice. That, that was nice. That was that was, <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. You have any other videos coming out from your production company? Uh, we actually are going to drop uh, going Hollywood episode soon. I think probably next week. So yeah. nice. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be sure to tell Kyler and and, uh, and Tweezy that uh, you know you're number one in the power pole of video gamers. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to make sure. Look, this is what they're gonna say. Tweezy, he's only gonna say he's good in one game. You know, he only <laughs> plays one game. Me and Kyler play all the games, and he gonna he gonna say he's better than me. But 
We all know it's just because he's a quarterback that they're going to give him the, you know, oh, yeah. the ups. <laughs> Part of the quarterback. Yeah, it's a quarterback yeah. quote. Yeah, it's graded on a different scale. Yeah. Right. Okay. We get it. Hollywood, we enjoyed yeah, thank it. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. The great Hollywood Brown here on the Big Red Rage. Cardinals getting ready for week four and their longest road trip of the season at the Carolina Panthers. And yeah, to Wolf's point, to Marquise's point, those corners might be the strength of that defense. We'll continue with the Big Red Rage right after this. Second and nine of the 29. Two receivers right. Fitzgerald to the left. Warner barking out the call. Play clock at three. Kurt got the play away. Back to throw. Warner with a ton of time. Throwing right side. Fitz open. Caught at the five. Heading for the pylon. And he is going to be ruled. Touchdown Cardinals! Larry Fitzgerald! Do you believe it? And Larry Fitzgerald cramps it down their throats. Larry Fitzgerald, you are absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Vividly remember that, being on the Cardinals' sideline. That was 2008, the playoff game, round two. Cardinals run to Super Bowl 43. That's also the last time the Arizona Cardinals have won in Carolina. They lost six in a row against the Carolina Panthers, including each of the last three years. Ron Rivera and then Matt Rule, the last two times have been the head coaches. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Paul Calvisier. Ron Wolfley reacting there. And before we get to the matchup, what do you think of Hollywood? How about how about when you asked him about the chemistry with him and Kyler, he immediately cited the touchdown catch in the fourth quarter at KC where they both looked at each other and recognized it was zero coverage, and he adjusted his route because he knew Kyler would have to get rid of it quickly, and boom, yes. they connected for six. I know, Paulie. That was that was one of my biggest takeaways right there, just the fact these guys have that type of connection with each other, that type of chemistry. We, we know that. We've heard that. We saw it that year they played at Oklahoma together. There's no doubt, but, man, to actually hear him pontificate on it, that was really cool. And then he talked about uh, Baker Mayfield. And what was his quote? He said, he's going to want to be Kyler now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two are ultra competitive. And then his comparison, where if you take, like, the Venn diagram with the two circles, he said basically they only intersect for just, like, 1%, and that's how ultra competitive both guys are. Otherwise, they're totally different dudes. Yeah, you know, it's amazing, too, because Lincoln Riley has weighed in on this, and he said they competed at everything. They competed before games who could throw the best spiral in pregame warm-up. I mean, everything was was for the taking between those two guys. I think that's really, really cool that they're as good as they are and as friendly as they are to each other. And you know what? For all the Cardinals' slow starts this season and lack of energy and intensity and urgency at times, etc., I, I really wonder if just the rivalry between Kyler and Baker – Cliff and his former quarterback, Baker Mayfield. I wonder if that's just the tie that lifts all boats. You know what I mean? Just (laughs) ensures that everybody's ready to go based on that. And then you're also going to have the potential challenge of weather. And here's Kelvin Beecham, the Cardinals starting your right tackle. Wolf, what he had to say today on whether weather, you know, inclement weather might equal more of a run game. You know, those are the type of games as an offensive lineman you want. You know, you, you love those games where it's, it's really on you. I mean, we hadn't had one of those games just yet, but hopefully, you know, this is the weekend that, you know, we can be uh, the reason that we're, we're successful and, and, and people can lean on us. And we know that we have the, the guys along this offensive line that can do so. 
Paulie, I think this is it. This is going to be the key to this game. If, in fact, the weather holds and it's going to be as bad as we kind of think that it is, I think this is going to be a game that is going to be settled on the line of scrimmage. And the Panthers can run the ball, Paul. They can run the ball. They do it very, very well. And Christian McCaffrey, for everything he is, he hasn't practiced the last two days, but there's a national report they expect him to play on Sunday. They're optimistic, and like uh, Vance Joseph said today, uh, the first thing in the game plan is Christian McCaffrey. Talking to guys in the locker room, Christian McCaffrey, almost one, two, and three in the game plan. You got to keep all eyes on him, both the run game, the pass game. You know, we've seen what he's done to the Cardinals, you know, in the past. So there's that. Yeah. There's also a collection of pretty good receivers, even though they haven't got their passing game in gear. They definitely have some talent at wideout as well. Yeah, they really have struggled though, for the most part, to throw the ball with any consistency this is an offense built around rundown situations attack the line of scrimmage and then use play action to throw the ball it is um christian mccaffrey you mentioned him paul he's a much better runner in between the tackles than most people give him credit for Mm. they run the tackle zone and they use play action they get into the power personnel groups and run their version of power the power without the pull, 22 and 23 double. And then they use the play action off of that. They run the inside zone, Paulie. And you guessed it, they use play action after that. Everything looks like something else for the most part. That is their offense. And what gave the Cardinals problems last week? That play action and some of the other aspects. Although they're two totally different offenses. I get it, Sean McVay and, and what Carolina's running. But honestly, Wolf, and Hollywood mentioned it, you know, when it's the Cardinals offense, the key is just don't get behind so then you can get to more than half the game plan. Cliff Kingsbury told us on his TV show, the players say it in the locker room. You know, if we're, we're down from the get-go, and the Cardinals have yet to lead in regulation this season, yeah. by the way. Okay, and that means that, you know, all of a sudden we're playing catch-up, we're going two-minute, and we have to throw out half the game plan. So in some ways I wonder, okay, we still don't know this Cardinals offense. It's an unknown until they get a lead and they can actually run what they want to. No, you're right, Paulie. But sometimes, especially in the first half, you, you've got to stay in your offense. You have to stay in your offense, even if you are down a couple of possessions. That's true. And they did that in the second half against the Raiders, right? Yes. They kept running yes. the ball, even though they were down 20 to nothing at the half. Absolutely. That's a valid point. No doubt. Hey. Special thanks to Marquise Hollywood Brown. That was great. Uh, Jim Almohundro, executive producer, technical director, Cody Fincher. For Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. Cardinals going to Carolina. Can they get a win? Can they snap this skid against the Panthers and go to 2-2 two and two on the season? We'll see you next week on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.